morning. It's March 30th, and welcome to Doing Life, daily devotions for finding peace in stressful times. This is the audible companion to the book of the same name. Today's topic is family. Someone told Jesus your mother and your brothers are just outside, and they want to speak to you. Jesus asked, who is my mother? Who are my brothers? Then he pointed to his disciples and said, look, These are my mother and brothers. Anyone who does the will of my Father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. Matthew 12, 47. In the presence of our families, we are often somewhat different people than we are in the outside world. As a child, your parents, and as an adult, perhaps your spouse, have seen and heard you not looking and sounding your very best. In fact, they may well have experienced a you that no one else really has, and that you certainly don't care to have anyone on the outside experience. Our families are the place where we can let our guard down, knowing that if attacked, we might get mauled a little, but no one wants to take us down all the way. Do we fight with family members? You bet. And often not to our credit. We fight dirty with family members when we would never do that with those from the outside world. Why? Because we know how to push all the right buttons. We know where the soft underbelly of our sibling or parent is. But we also usually love our families with a deep, abiding love that transcends all the squabbles and jabs. We know deep inside that when it really starts to come apart, like for instance in a pandemic, we will always be able to count on our brother or sister or mom or dad to have our backs. Jesus felt the same way. Yes, some members of your family might drive you to distraction from time to time, Others will be so far out there to be barely recognizable by the standards of sanity the rest of your family tacitly establishes. In fact, some of your family members, though from the same gene pool, may bear no more resemblance to you than a teapot to a squirrel. Still, they're your family. And we're just wired by our Creator to make that very significant. So why does Jesus seem to deny his own family waiting outside the door on his visit back to Nazareth? It reminds me of when he stayed back in Jerusalem at age 12 to talk with the learned scribes in the temple, with seemingly no concern for the terror he caused his parents when they discovered him missing. By no means. His actions were not a denial of his biological family, but instead an affirmation of who he is and why God chose to become incarnate. Jesus is totally at one with the Father, as he tells us himself. He can only do what he sees the Father doing, John five nineteen. Still, the last verse of our opening passage above may add to the confusion for some. Does it mean he considers only those who obey him to be members of his family? Is that what he means elsewhere when he says, If you love me, you will keep my commands? John fourteen fifteen. Whenever these types of questions come up, never forget the character of God well-established through all the wisdom books of Scripture. God is love, and perfect love at that. The statements that make it sound like obedience is a condition of Jesus' love must be understood in the tense and syntax of the original Greek or Aramaic. Far from obedience being requisite for receiving the love of God, 
wanting to do the Father's will is an outgrowth of the love we have for our Lord. If you love me, you will do as I command. A better rendering in common English might be, since you love me, I know you will do as I command. Similarly, anyone who does the will of my father is my brother and sister and mother. Might better be translated, anyone who does the will of my father shows him or herself to be my brother, sister, and mother. Family is there for you in the final analysis. That's why the epistles tell us repeatedly that our acceptance of the gift of grace through which we obtain forgiveness and belief in Christ as the risen Lord allow us to be adopted into the family of God as sons and daughters, Romans 8.15. Adoption in the ancient Middle East imparted all the rights and privileges of biological sonship on the recipient. Think of how a human father loves his children, even though he makes mistakes along the way. Imagine how the love of a perfect father who never makes mistakes would be. That's the kind of love you receive when Jesus considers you a member of his nuclear family. And that nuclear family is multi-ethnic, yellow, brown, red, black, and white. When you realize the privilege of being in that inner circle, it will definitely make you yearn to do the will of the Father. And what is that will? Love your neighbor. Your neighbor may not look like you or sound like you, but they may well be your adopted nuclear family. Argue, sure, but be there for your neighbor, just like you would for the people that share your name. Father, your love overwhelms us. It's not in an attempt to earn your favor that we try to do what's right. It's because of your favor in extending your grace to us that we want to do what's right. Let the Holy Spirit make us constantly aware of the needs of our brothers and sisters in Christ and make us ready and willing to step up. Amen. We'll see you tomorrow.